it's good to be back with you, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, viewing with us and being a part of us. I know there are a lot of people who are not connected with our church who watch this, and thank you. Uh, we pray it's a blessing to you, to those of you who are part of Hope, Hope Church, Just uh, um, and this is the way we communicate and worship. I just want to tell you uh, thanks and that I miss you guys deeply, uh, and I'm, I don't want you to read into that. Uh, um, things are going well here. Our numbers are increasing here. You need to know that. Our protocols are going great. Uh, keep praying for that, uh, if you will. But um, I just want you to know you're, you're missed. Um, we're still in our series, and I want to thank Logan for uh, preaching last Sunday. But let me tell you a neat little story behind that. Logan wanted to preach that. He told me at the very beginning, I want to preach uh, principle number six. And I said, okay, we'll set it up. But God, God is good in his timing. Uh, I needed a break, and I want to admit that I needed a break. Um, Friday, August the 7th, uh, and Logan preached for us that Sunday, and then we videoed it uh, for you all on uh, Thursday the 6th, it is an anniversary of Tom's death, uh, a three-year anniversary. And it, 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 uh, as you all know, many of you all understand that, and uh, it was a difficult time, and I realized I needed a break in that, and I just want to thank him. He did a wonderful job. I have all the confidence in the world in Logan. Um, we're, we're going to handle today out of uh, Exodus 14, 19 through 20. Uh, is going to be our verses, but we're going to go back up and grab verses 16 through 18 in a moment too. But uh, let's begin with Exodus 14, 19 through 20. It says, then the, the angel of God who was going in front of the Israelite forces moved and went behind them. The pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and stood behind them. Verse 20, it came between the Egyptian and Israelite forces. The cloud was there in the darkness, yet it lit up the night. So neither group came near the other all night long. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you help me to be a uh, a plain preacher, so plain that a child would understand me. Uh, help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit even during this this preaching time, this taping time. Uh, if you give me a word of knowledge to speak to anybody that's listening, I just trust you in your sovereignty and your foreknowledge. Uh, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, uh, you will remind me that if anybody watching or somebody in person, the groups of people in person, I'm the one you hold under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. Going to go back to principle number six, which is what Logan preached. When unsure, just take the next logical step. And then I'm going to lead you into principle number seven, which is envision God's enveloping presence. And uh, there's a lot of reasons I shifted into this series because of how the book blessed me. And uh, do we use the book as a guide? We do, but we don't, we don't go just by the book on that. We use it as a guide. But it merged with a series that I just finished called In His Presence. And it just moved and merged so well and spoke to our time that I, I really, really sensed that God was leading us to be able to do this. So I want to go back up, and I want to take verses 16 through 18, and I want to set the stage. Now let me read it to you. 
As for you, lift up your staff, he told Moses. Stretch out your hand over the sea. Divide it so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I am going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so they will go in after them. So they will go in after them. And I, I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh, all his army, all his chariots and horsemen. Uh, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, that I am Yahweh, when I receive glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and even his horsemen. Uh, Moses already had an idea of uh, what was going to be happening. We go back to verse 13. But Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation. He will provide for you today for the Egyptians you see today you will never see again. Do you see that in verse 13? Moses had a little bit of a knowledge as to what was going to happen. Verses 16 through 18, it becomes drawn out to him. Uh, God gives that to him as to what's going to be taking place. Um, but uh, God gives it to him all here up front. And you have to ask the question, does he always do that? And the answer is no. He does sometimes, but he doesn't do it always. And I, I want to go into the Gospels, and I want to go into the teaching of Jesus for a moment. Jesus did tell us a lot of things that are up front. One is the world would hate us. Some of us get upset that the world doesn't like us. Well, we were told a long time ago that as Christians, the world would hate us. Uh, pay attention to that. Uh, when it comes to believers, he said, broad is the way to destruction. Narrow is the way uh, of righteousness and the kingdom, that the road is narrow. He told us that persecution would happen to us. People would sabotage, plot, there'd be persecution. He taught that struggles and suffering is real in every kind of life, even the life of the believer. So there are times he tells us in his word, he told us that about us and even in this day and time. And then also uh, he let Moses know this as well. We're going to get into it later on in, in another point in this series, another principle. And that is that uh, God handles us all differently. Just like with Moses, there's only one burning bush. He didn't use a burning bush with anybody else. He only did that with Moses. So there are ways that the Lord leads us and guides us, and sometimes he tells us up front, sometimes he doesn't. But in this instant, he did with Moses. And let's look at verse 19. It says, Then the angel of God who was going in front of the Israelite forces moved and went behind them. The pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and stood behind them. The angel of God, if you need help with that, is just the presence of God. Uh, it can be used as the word Christophany. And I, I do pray to be simple, and I want to be simple. That's just a revelation of Jesus, or Jesus appearing. And we have that in the Old Testament, and some relate to this as it just being the Lord showing up here. Um, it, says it, it says that the angel and the, the, was going in front of the Israelite forces and moved back. So it moves from front to back. Uh, he's leading, and then all of a sudden he moves to the back. Uh, your writer says this, we've brought this in together. He goes from being guide to being guard. He goes from provider to protector. He goes from shepherd to shield. Notice you need to know he's no longer ahead of them. 
He is now the dividing barrier, a physical noticeable barrier that is between the Egyptians coming and that is between the Israelite people. Psalm 139, five through six says uh, to the Lord, you have encircled me, you have placed your hand on me. This extraordinary knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. You're going to have to, you're going to learn that God's presence is with us. Uh, he is there. Don't forget in one of the sermons in this series earlier, where it said they left Egypt, Israel left Egypt victorious. And the picture is, it's because the high hand of God is on them. You need to walk around as the high hand of God is on you at well. It doesn't mean there's not going to be changes. There's not going to be struggles. There's not going to be sufferings. It just means we have a God who is going to lead us. And we have a, we have a God who is going to be able to make a way. Exodus 14, 20. It came, meaning the pillar, and the, the pillar of cloud, the angel of God. It came between the Egyptian and Israelite forces. The cloud was there in the darkness, yet it lit up the night, so neither group came near the other all night long. Uh, the barrier, the pillar of cloud, is a physical, noticeable barrier. Uh, it has two distinct sides. Now listen to this. From the Egyptians, who are the pursuers, the army, it's the dark side of the cloud. To the Israelites, the protective part of them, it's the light side of the cloud. Darkness to the side of the Egyptians, light to the side of Israel. But it isn't that true, period. To an unbelieving world, um, they uh, are living and guided by darkness. Yet to a believing world, we are living and guided by his marvelous light. Scripture tells us he is the light of the world and nothing, nothing can put him out. So we, we are dealing today with envision God's enveloping presence around you, uh, which matched even, I said earlier, the series that we just finished in his presence. I want to give you four challenges from the book, and I have modified some of these challenges. Uh, the, the first challenge I want to give you is that he is near. Uh, Philippians 4, verses 5 and 6. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. We're going to talk more about that later. The Lord is near. Verse 6. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Uh, the, the picture of him being near, we've got to grasp that. That challenge number two helps us to do that. It says, visualize God's presence in your mind. That can sound kind of weird because I'm talking about visualization, but the truth is we do it all the time. Um, for example, I grew up, I was born in 1960. I am 60. I grew up in church life and being a, a uh, pastor's son and being around the church, going to funerals, uh, hearing this at the Sunday night sings that we had. Uh, and the song was in the garden. And to this day, to 2020, I still hear that song at funerals. 
uh, all these years later. And you and I may know the song, you might not, uh, but a, a, a version or a verse out of that song is, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. There's a visualization, even in a, in a wonderful song. I, I go back to what was then a contemporary song. It isn't now, but it was the song, He Touched Me. And when it came out as a young kid, I'm going, I like the contemporary stuff, and I still do, by the way. Um, but it said, shackled by a heavy burden, need, need a load of guilt and shame. It said, uh, then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. Visualization of his presence. Scriptures and songs help with this. When I'm in a counseling session, and actually I'm recording this at the office so I can see my office, uh, I let people know as I'm counseling them that he is in this room with us. He is here, which leads me to the next song, another one that I grew up with, that he is here, hallelujah, <laughs> you know, he is here, amen, he is here. Psalm 23, 4 is a, a great verse for me. We actually used this verse in the previous series, In His Presence. And in Philippians, I mean, Psalms uh, uh, 23, 4, he says, Even when I go through the darkest valley, I will fear no danger. Why? Because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In the 23rd Psalm, this is for me. This is what this is how this verse gives me visualization. I know that in the 23rd Psalm, it is about him being a shepherd, and shepherds are ahead of people. The, the, and they should be. But the picture here in four, verse four is that he leads from being in front of me, and he comes back and gives me the personal escort through the darkest valley. Um, I visualize, this verse helps me to visualize that God is ahead of me, but in the darkest times of my life, he comes back and gives me personal escort. I, I hope that blesses you like it blesses me. The third challenge today about just in, envision God's enveloping presence access God's nearness through prayer. And I can jump back to Philippians 4, 6. Uh, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to the Lord. He is here. He wants you to talk to him. Uh, he wants you to talk to him naturally, uh, not highfalutin prayers. He wants you to talk to him often. And uh, the point of that is, Paul said, even pray without ceasing. It's just a perpetual conversation uh, with the Lord, knowing that he is present with us. This is the way we connect with him. He has designed this. It is his way, and it is a way that he has made, which is part of our series, following a God who makes a way. And then the last one, challenge, is reflect his presence in your demeanor. Again, I go back to Philippians 4, 5. Let your graciousness be known to everyone, the Lord is near. He is with you. You walk together. He actually is included in your activities. Uh, I can't help it. I remember the skit, the youth skit 
for all those years where uh, Jesus just follows this new believer around. And the skit is everywhere that that believer goes, Jesus goes with them. Uh, it's another visualization. Uh, I, I want to tell you a story about this week. My, uh, my driver's license uh, expires today. We're filming this on the 13th. By the way, it's National Left-Handers Day, and I'm left-handed. Power to the left-handers, okay? Uh, I, uh, uh, my license, were, they were expiring today. And I didn't know it. I, I just thought maybe you could do it for the whole month. Well, today's it. So I, I know we need the real ID to travel. And I thought, you know, I'll go ahead and get the real ID. And so I call, and it's usually by appointment because of COVID. And it's just rearranged everything. And I called, and they said they do take walk-ins. And uh, I go to... Uh, I go there, get there early. They don't open up to 8 o'clock. I'm there at 7.15 to get in line and to be one of the walk-ups. And I'm, there's all kinds of people ahead of me, and we're, we're, we're masked and plenty, plenty of feet apart and chatting. And uh, one of them said, you got that big folder? And I said, yeah. And we'd have conversations about a lot of stuff, and, and uh, I was trying to be friendly and gracious and honorable. Uh, and uh, they said, are you here for unemployment? And I said, no. And they said, well, this is the unemployment line. And I said, this is not the Department of Transportation. And they said, no, that's the next building up. And I was at the wrong building. I was in the wrong line having all these conversations with people. And uh, I know the tension that's out there even in the public. I know that. I'm very aware of that, just like you are. And I intentionally wanted to be gracious I, I didn't want to be a complainer. I didn't want to be a line cutter. Uh, I, I didn't want to be any of those things. I wanted to be gracious to people because tensions are high. People need to get things done. They're frustrated. In this verse, Philippians 4, 5, let your graciousness be done to everyone. The Lord is near. I finally got in the right line. Uh, process went fine. Everybody was good and efficient, and uh, there was one man who led everything, and I just bragged on him. I said about how you put people at rest, and I just tried to brag on everybody I got in contact with and encourage them again to this verse, let your graciousness be known to everyone. And Paul, um, in his mature spiritual fashion, the Lord is near. Uh, listen, listen to me. His presence is with us. The youth skit may have been a bit cheesy, but it was true. He walks with me everywhere I go. And listen to me as we finish out this challenge. I want you to look like you walk with him. And you're going, preacher, what does that mean? I don't know what it means for you. But look like you walk with him. Pick your head up. Walk with your shoulders tall. Why? Previous sermon. The high hand of God is on you. Walk victorious. Look like you walk with the Lord. Act like you walk with the Lord. Yeah, in my flesh, somebody cuts me off in traffic. I'm just like the rest of you. Read into it all you want. 
act like you walk with the Lord, or in that case, drive with the Lord. And he's not your co-pilot, by the way. He's the pilot. Uh, get that license plate off your car or sticker that he's your co-pilot. He's not your co-pilot. He's your pilot. Sound like you walk with the Lord. Let your words, back to Philippians 4, 5, let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. He is near. So look like you walk with him, act like you walk with him, and then sound like you walk with him, not the world. Uh, let scripture, let Holy Spirit inspired songs help you to understand and to see that he is with you. Envision God's enveloping presence and walk in that. Look like him, act like him, and then sound like him because he does walk with you. He is near. Grace and peace to you.